Now, listen, before we start, I want to say two things to you guys. Number one, I think last week's episode sucked. Okay, now, the fans don't know that. So they, those idiots, they just listened to an hour and 45 minutes of just slop last week. And guess what? They have to, or they don't get any of the references this week. Uh-huh, joke's on them. Well, all the all the stuff you cut out, I mean, the episode's probably down to like an hour 20. That's we actually true. recorded for like an hour 45. That's true. It's probably down to about an hour 20. That's very true. Rob, uh, l- luckily, also luckily, next week is the Iowa episode that blows. So the oh. wind will flow perfectly through this episode. Wow. Um, here's the thing. Right? I am going to this time, and I think part of the problem is I get so worked up about what I want to say that I interrupt I am this time, this episode, I'm going to be in a flow state. I'm going to get, I'm going to put myself, as Michael Jordan called it, in the zone. Okay. I'm going to be in the zone this episode. I'm going to react with you guys. We're going to react off each other. This is going to be a great episode. And to up the energy, I just wanted to show you. Okay. Look what shirt I'm wearing right now. Make the classic sound when I come. Now, I have been wearing this shirt. Around my family that says I make the THX noise when I come. Okay. Nobody has seemed to notice. Nobody noticed when I walk the dog. So classy guy all the way around. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 173. And from 1993, now you guys know what other, Matt, you've always said 1993, 1994, great years for music. One of my favorite songs from 1993, Happy Birthday, Rob, you're 13 years old. (laughs) I mean, I big ups to that song, loved it. I thought you were going to go with Bop Gun. Whoa. One Don't. nation. Man. 1993. Much more five. Yeah, ounce. Man, I know you're trying to get Aaron worked up. Don't do that anymore. I know that's your little trick, is that you you know what to say to get Aaron all fired up and get you him on know your exactly side. Exactly what gets into my jeans. We are all the way up to 173, 1993. We are talking about the third and final studio album from Nirvana hmm. in utero. Okay, and I recently, I'm sitting here with three guys. Oh, no, wait, we'll get to that part after. Listen, let's turn on the radio. Okay, let's just sit back. Let's relax. Okay, now, am I furious at Aaron for last week's episode where he talked about hot sauce? Now, we got a number of voicemails from last week saying nobody could connect Aaron's hot sauce with the plane story. It wasn't just Rob <laughs> in his altered state. Nobody knew what was going on with that story. I was getting there. It was just, it, was, it wasn't The fact linear. that Aaron told that story last week and not this week when I have this song is an absolute outrage. <laughs> okay. So let's listen to K-Rob. Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. You know, folks, when it comes to condiments, I mustard insist that you relish in this chance to catch up with our best friend, Aaron. Uh, Soy sauce. Want to know what's in Aaron's fridge? On the shelf of condiments. He's got nutritional yeast, I know. But what about QB mayo? Does he have banana sauce? 
But what about Frank's Red Hot? Lago Manchili oil. Old Bay for a seafood boil. Oh, nice. <laughs> on his tongue, on his tongue, he just needs some. On his tongue, on his tongue, he wants to mommy. That's what you gotta oh, have. It makes like him that. happy. Betty has harissa <laughs> and bourbon maple syrup. Oh. <laughs> you know he has kosher salt. Yeah, I mean, of course. What about Sambal? Can you pass the top of T-E-O? How about Vegemite for toast? You want some mustard while you're in town? Dijon yellow, honey, or brown? Nice. Wow. On his tongue, on his tongue, he just needs some. On his tongue, he thinks it's yum. Uh-oh, the gout is coming. Oh, no. That's <laughs> when you want to I think it's, I bought some macro yesterday. That's going to be a little prophylactic scene for that one. It's not a condom, man, but. Is that, it's like a gout condom? It's prophylactic? Yep. You get it. Is it, is it, is anus, is that a condiment or is that? Mm, that's, I feel like more of a spice to me. I don't know. You probably need a okay. condiment on that one if you're going to eat any. I don't think you need condiment with eat better. anus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big deal. Uh, listen, I, I want to point out, before I point out who this is, I, every condiment on there was off a list of the 25 best condiments ever. I got it. QP Mayo, Aaron, we got to try it. And I want to explain to you what sambal is and tell me if you think you would like this. It's an Indonesian chili sauce or paste. Nailed it. Made with chili peppers, shrimp paste, garlic, ginger, shallot, scallion, palm sugar, and lime juice. Delicious. Doesn't that just sound like something you just want on everything on all anything. the time? Yes, eggs, oh. pizza, whatever. I, I love Get it. Rid of I, the scallions and I'm in heaven. Yeah. I'll tell you, you yes. know what condiment I've been ripping through lately, Aaron? I got horseradish sauce. Yeah. You just putting that on oh, everything? Uh, just everything stuff all the time. Yes. Burgers, sandwiches. Oh, it's just so good. It's delish. Uh listen, this is Beck Did It Better. We are talking about Nirvana in utero. Okay. And I've got three guys here who recently ordered a giant stringed instrument just so they could get a harp-shaped box. I've got Aaron in good. California. It's very good, actually. <laughs> all you. we are is all we are, Rob. Let's talk about. Wait, no, I don't do you first. Shut up. I, was say, I got yeah. Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? <laughs> good, Rob. Rob, I, you know, I kind of wish I was like you, easily amused. <laughs> I've got Russell in Minnesota. Rob, I've been locked inside your heart-shaped box for weeks. Can you please bring that other key back when we see each other in Vegas? I'm starting to chafe. <laughs> And I've got Aaron out in California. Now, here's the thing. Aaron had to change the password at work recently on his computer. And so he put in the words M-Y-P-E-N-I-S, my penis. And the computer said, hey, your password is too long. Too long. <laughs> yes. Appreciate you. All we are is all we are. Let's talk about Nirvana in utero. Meanwhile, I put in... My penis to my computer password. And you know what it said? <laughs> Too many special characters. 
What? <laughs> Not long enough? It thinks <laughs> special characters. <laughs> it thinks it looks like a shift two. Left huh? shift only. Left shift only. There is no other shift. All right. Listen, let's stop messing around. Let's get right yeah, into. It, or it might have said, Rob, you've used this password too many times. <laughs> Give this password a rest. This password <laughs> is worn out. But the thing is, I can't sleep when I don't use the password. <laughs> use the password. But when I use the password, it takes away from my sleep. This is a, this is like Art Garfunkel. It's a catch twenty two. Let's get into the voicemail right after I ask Aaron. Aaron, you got one condiment right now that you're going to bring over and impress me with. What's the condiment you're bringing over? One condiment that I'm going to bring over that I'm mm-hmm. going to impress you with. Yep. What you got? Did I, did I have to take it out of my fridge right now? I couldn't. No, like, whatever. That I couldn't go out and buy? Sure. Look at Aaron. It's like I asked him which member of his family he wants to throw in a volcano. Is honey a condiment? I'd bring you honey, Rob. Of course. Yeah, about some hot honey. That'd be a good. Yeah, hot honey. Hot honey. Ooh, hot was, honey. Uh, was hot honey on a pepperoni pizza. Yeah, there oh, we go. Better. So good. That's it. Uh, I think mine, oof, what would I bring you? Nobody asked me, but I would say probably No, I'm ketchup. pretty sure we didn't, we didn't ask you. But Ralph. homemade we ketchup. <laughs> we didn't ask. <laughs> mine would be homemade ketchup because everybody loves homemade ketchup at a restaurant. Oh, good. You got homemade ketchup? You know what the worst type of ketchup at a restaurant listen. is? Is when they bring you like the little metal tin of just like, it's just oh. like one squirt like of ketchup one. out of the bottle. There's no way yeah. it could satisfy anyone's ketchup needs. You either go no ketchup and give me none or give me the real thing. Don't give me the little metal tin. I, I got to tell I, you, it's one of the greatest parts of having kids is I'll be like, hey, these kids need more ketchup. And then she brings the two ketchups and I'm like, oh, this kid oh, yeah. your daddy. I was off ketchup for the longest time. I didn't put on burgers. I, didn't, like, I was like, I'm, I'm good. I don't need ketchup. And now there's ketchup in the house. I'm like, yeah, let me, let me get a little bit of ketchup on there. Anything like it. Ketchup is, de- is delicious. It's it's very, very good. Let's get to our voicemail. We have one this week. Russ, don't say that. We have one every we really week. Really or not? Mostly. Oh, we got one. What are you talking about? On the back line, 802-277-BECK. That's 802-277-235. I didn't have to beg this week. I just called in. I wanted to get your take on the great mashup that is happening right now oh. with Music and sports, aka Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Interesting. As music lovers and sport lovers, uh, what are you thinking about this magical moment going on in life? Bye. Oh, hey, thanks for saying bye. A lot of our callers don't do that. They're actually quite rude. rude when they when they hang up. Okay, uh, guys, what do we think of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift dating each other? I know in my household, it is the all the talk. All the time. My kid has almost watched like a quarter of a Chiefs game because she wanted to see Taylor Swift. So I'll take it. What do, what do we think? I feel like for me, like, I, I feel like Travis Kelsey's moment was like already over and now he's having another moment. Like, it just feels like too much Travis Kelsey to me. I don't know. It just feels like I like him and his brother. Like, I like listening to the, the two of them talk, but it's some of it just feels like too much too much Travis Kelsey for me. Matt disagrees, though, which is okay. T- t- tell me you quit the fantasy football league without telling yeah. me you quit the fantasy football <laughs> it's league. True, right? mm-hmm. yeah. Travis Kelsey is still like a top five 
you know, player, offensive player. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right of now, course, so. he's very good. Yeah. It's just more like his moment in the limelight of the pop culture, you know. What would you say his previous yes. highlight of pop culture was, Aaron? Yeah. Like, doesn't he do dances in the end zone? I don't, I don't know. Doesn't he do dances in the end zone? <laughs> yeah. Winning, winning he, the Super Bowl last Slam last? that ball on the ground and call it a spike. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I what? Feel, he's been like, it's like he's overexposed, I feel. Jeez, it feels like I'm talking like Tipper Gore about something. Like, well, he does a lot of dances <laughs> in the end zone. Uh, Wait, no. I love dancing in the end zone. I, mean, I was just saying, like, that's, he's, he's already been out there. It feels weird because, like, you would think that Taylor Swift is the one you're like, I'm sick of hearing about Taylor Swift, but it feels like that's more her job to be in the tabloids. And it's like, it's weird to me. It's not his job. I don't, it, to be fair, I don't think he's making it his job. You're right. You he's know, not. If that makes sense. No, that's true. You know, and I don't know if, <clears throat> has the true story come out how they really met or anything like that? You know, the story about him going to a concert and throwing a bracelet up on stage or whatever. Is that real? Like, did that happen? He tried to meet her there and then Rob, I'm looking at you, Rob, I, just to see if you know. I have no idea. I can, I can okay. talk to my swift uh, reporter pretty yeah. soon because the dog is trying to get into her room here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I will, I will try to find out, but I got to think if you're Travis Kelsey, can't you just say, Hey, Taylor Swift, can I meet you? Like he's, that's, he's one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Like that. But see, that's what I think is even better is that it feels like he didn't just be like, Hey, you know, my, get a hold of Taylor Swift and, you know, let's set oh, up a date I, I think or something that's like what that. Happened. Like, See, that's what I don't know. Like the, the whole thing was that he went to a concert and tried to try to get her attention at the concert or whatever. That's what I heard. I, and I have not dove in any farther than that to see how true it so, is. So I don't know. I, it's interesting though. Like, so he's a celebrity, but clearly not at her level in terms of fame, popularity, media attention and all that. What would you guys think? Could you date a celebrity that was that famous where all of a sudden, even if, you know, whether you're famous or not, his, his profile has gone up so much. How do you think, how would you guys deal with that dating a celebrity where all of a sudden, Rob, they're outside, they're watching you walk your dog with your bike helmet and all, all that stuff. They're constantly on you. Are you asking Rob if he would like <laughs> all of this attention he would get from dating from a dating celebrity? New? Russell, are you asking that limit. question? There might be a limit for people. I value my privacy so much. I always use incognito mode. <laughs> okay. Close all my tabs before I go to bed. <laughs> oh, we got to make that a t-shirt. <laughs> if I dated a celebrity, people would treat it in the way they treated uh, Katy Perry when she started dating Russell Brand. Where just everybody in the world agreed, oh, Russell Brand is an asshole. Katy Perry is like the sweetest person. That's exactly what would happen to me. They'd be like, who is this wart? that this person is dating like this troll. I see myself in the mirror from like the best angle possible. And I'm kind of like, wow. like, can you imagine a picture of me like bending over at the beach next to Taylor Swift? That would be in every tabloid. It's, not, it's not looking in the mirror that really kills you. It's seeing a picture of yourself is what kills you too. Right. Can you imagine that Rob all mm -hmm. the time? Ooh. I know the guys like these guys, uh, the, the guys in this podcast are guys who value their independence and, and their, their personal time. But do you think there's also a point where he's like, Hey, can I get like a piece of your schedule? Like there's got like how, like at some point, isn't he going to be like, yo, couldn't we ever hang out for more than 36 hours or whatever it is? Like that's got to be tough too, in terms no, of dating. No, Swift, right? it, it's, it's been so long since Aaron's dated. I've been on the dating scene. I know, <laughs> no, he's fine. Like if we hang out every few, like a couple days, every few weeks when she's in the country, he's good with that. 
I mean, during football season, I got to imagine that he only has, you know, sure, let's say a yeah. 36 hour window on his day off kind of a thing where mm-hmm. he could actually go on a date or whatever. I don't know. So to, to, just to get, answer the question, I think it's great. I think he feels like he's like, uh, you know, not expecting much at this point kind of a deal. Like, let's just date, you know, we're dating that kind of a thing. I'm not trying to get into her riches or anything like that. I think she probably <laughs> likes that about him is that he's independent and it's got his own thing going on as well. You know, I don't know. It just, it, it feels like a good all American wholesome thing, right? Like the pop star and the football player have made it. I don't know. What so. I don't get is dating during the football season. Doesn't he just always have jock itch? I know a lot of people during the football season, they just had jock itch all the time, which made dating new people tough during the season. Hey, that's what I heard. I think that's just a lineman thing. Rob, who do you think he would have picked if, if, if Taylor Swift showed up at his game and your wife showed up at his game and they both had uh, burritos? Had burritos. Mm, that's a tough one. That's really hard There's to decide. No, do you think she gives him a Chipotle burrito after a game? <laughs> that would be so funny. Be, the only thing about Travis Kelsey is this. You would like to imagine him having a weird looking oh. penis, right? Like his penis is so Why weird looking, like it's super thick at the bottom and really thin at the top. That. Like there's what? something like weird about it. But in your heart of hearts, you know it's not true. He probably has one of the only penises that actually looks good. You know what I mean? Like it's the only penis that doesn't look like it's from an alien planet. Well, I'm sure we'll make it to hear a song about it in a few years if it doesn't go right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Right, there's got to be that. Like he's got to, no, he's got to worry. She, like, she's gonna, if I mess this up, what song is she gonna, she's gonna cover? Hip, that has to be hanging over his head all the she'll time. She'll cover hip to be square. Oh, that's good. What if she covers? Uh, what if she covers this song? Uh, like she just did a Monday night. Okay, I'm in the zone. I'm gonna get in the zone right now. Not going to lie, my kid came out and yelled at me a little bit. Got me out of the zone. I'm going to get back in the zone. You guys are going to be moving in slow motion. The other thing I was thinking about with the the Kelsey relationship with Taylor Swift is it seemed very early on where, like, she had to hang out with his parents. Like, I don't even know if they'd gone on a date yet and she was sitting in the suite, like, sitting with with his mom, right? Like, how would that have gone for, like, did you guys have to meet your, your spouse's parents within, like, a week or two or not? I know... Matt, you had to like hide through a, you know, slink through a, your, your father-in-law's house one morning before you'd ever met him or something, but yeah, the walk of shame right by him. Yep. Yeah. I had had to do it. I think a football game would be a better situation than any of the early, early situations. I I met him on the third date, Russell, I guess. A wrestling match or what? That was... No, always we were butchering chickens. Actually, but there's not an interesting story there. There's nothing, nothing we want to talk about there. Um, now, Russell, let me ask you this: You seem to be projecting quite a bit onto this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing. It's like I just think there's a lot like, of oh, maybe we don't want to own a house. Don't you think he's going to regret owning a house? Maybe it's going to be a big deal to sell. Like maybe the furnace doesn't work, or there's holes in the siding, or whatever. And then like oh, maybe the Christmas ornaments are going to be. Maybe they're going to have a big fight about the Christmas ornaments. I'm really worried. Do you about think that. she makes him take down like his his chief's ornament or not? Yeah, yeah, she makes. Does she go? Does she? Here's a question: If they go to get a Christmas tree. And he's like, I know that tree's too big. It's not going to fit in or on my car. And it's going to be a huge pain to get in the house. Does she say, no, we got to get the taller one or not? No, Taylor Swift, they're going to get a tiny tree. (laughs) Yeah, she says whatever she wants. She's Taylor Swift. Russell, she gets to do do whatever. 
Now, Russell, let me say this does introduce me to my rolling going. Rolling going, going Rob. I was going year. with you. Okay. I got to say my rolling going right now. Tomorrow, it is time to go buy a Christmas tree, which you know means I will be going into the city. I will be purchasing a tree and then I will be schlepping it onto the subway system <laughs> back home. I need to go ride the subway tomorrow with a tree. So if you want to entertain yourself tomorrow, just picture that I am, uh, I have a Christmas tree. I am on the subway uh, surrounded by people who are annoyed that I am on the uh, subway with a tree. So more I, or I less hope annoyed that fills your rejoice. Family is about your dog right now. I listen. <laughs> Thank God I didn't have like four kids. <laughs> okay, just wait a second. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> We have to put up a barrier so the dog doesn't scratch at her door. Because like I said, the dog wants to be around me, but hates my voice and hates me being on the podcast. As soon as I clap, he freaks out. Like as soon as I clap for the episode, he's done. He hates it. So that is my, and then uh, we are decorating the tree and doing all that stuff. Guys, I got to tell you, a Christmas tree in an apartment in New York, it's like a whole thing. This thing easily takes up, I would guess, 5% of our apartment. Right. We need to rearrange everything. We don't have room at the table. Like this is. So you always do a live. You always do the real tree. You don't ever do a a fake tree. How many years like does your wife or kids help you put it up? Do you put it up yourself? Because I feel like I'm not projecting again, but I feel like putting up a tree with a a significant other or uh, someone that you live with could maybe lead to arguments about holding the tree straight, turning the thing, that type of thing. Do you get you get help for that or do you do it by yourself? First of all, nobody's arguing about putting up the tree straight, Russell. You just put it up straight. Nobody is saying like, hey, I want to put it up straight. The other person's like, nah, let's just leave it crooked. I'm saying the process hey, there's no to way get that's- there is my question, Rob. The process. If you And Rob, if you think it's straight and you're, either your, your kids or your wife think it's not straight, do you have an argument that says, yes, this is straight? And they say, no, it's not. You got to tilt it a little bit. That's what I think Russell's. Well, sometimes <laughs> if you're tree... <sighs> I'm just going to say what I was going to say. I'm not in the zone right now. This kid. Sometimes your tree curves to the left and then you say that that's fine. And actually some people like it more. Some people like trees that way. It's the Travis Kelsey trees straight up. Yeah. Even if this tree gets really hot sometimes, like really hot, sometimes you need to go to the doctor because the tree is so hot. It curves to the left. Sometimes if you trim some of the bottom branches, it Mm -hmm. makes that tree look a little taller. Yeah. But sometimes you don't stay in hotels (laughs) enough. So the tree is... You got to water it a lot, too. Not trimmable. It's like a wreath. <laughs> you got to water it, too, don't you, Rob? <laughs> you do have to water Well, I mean, you got to take it out for air. <laughs> this tree ain't going to suck itself, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Now, I think I crossed over there. Here's the thing. The Mar- I got, actually, Rob, I got the Marilyn Manson of trees this year. Oh, oh you got the, the bottom ones removed so the tree can water itself? Wow. And then I saw it on... Uh, uh, Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was a great pull by me. Hey, Russell, I got to tell you, we just have a system down. Jenny walks the lights around while I uncoil them. Okay. And recoil them precisely. Uh, the kids put up ornaments in a crappy way and they last about five minutes and then they get sick of it and go somewhere else. And Jenny and I finish it. And then at the end, I sweep up all the needles. So, and then, and then uh, I water it once. Never to water it again for the rest of the month that it's up, okay? Until at the end, it is an extraordinarily fire hazard. And when you move it, 
all the needles <laughs> fall off, which is really cool because you do live in an apartment. So it's also down the hallway into the elevator. And everyone in the building knows exactly what apartment made this big mess because they're tracking are, you. Are you a cautious tree guy? So I'm a cautious tree guy. We have a beautiful window right by the river right by our house. And uh, the, the upstairs roommate thought we should put it by the window. And I put a kibosh on it because it's right next to a vent. I'm like, I don't think you want to put the tree right next to a vent. As some needles fall down in that thing, lights a fire, I'm out on it. I said, no dice. What do you guys think of that? Safety first? Oh, how hot are you heating? What, what are we doing, Russell? Yeah. <laughs> how, what is this vent? You can't put a tree by like, a, you, by like an event. Are, are you going up? To, oh, that's what I'm asking. How hot is you know your what, house? You don't want like hot air coming out of a vent blowing on a Christmas tree. That seems like a stupid idea. 72, 74? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Rob, Fahrenheit 451. I mean, I think that's how hot it would have to be to cause the the tree. Also, are you guys also have to unplug the tree at the end of the night? Because I'm a. It has to be unplugged. You cannot leave the lights on. No. No. I'm I'm like, yeah. Got a timer. My tree. My tree is like Lionel Richie, all night long, baby. That thing is going all no. night, all day. No. Who cares? You unplug at the end of the night. Yeah. Why? It needs to be dark at night. It's because, like, the house needs to go to sleep, too. It's just like a ritual. No. You, the house, you go to bed and you see the Christmas tree and you close the door and it's that season. Boy, you guys are a bunch of Grinches <laughs> turning off the lights. That's terrible. <laughs> it's, I'm just saying that because then, then turning them back on the next night is part of the ritual. No. It's on. When we plug in our Christmas tree, like December 1st. You it is ever on it. and never turns off until like February well, 12th. Let's just create we get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, oh, and it gets watered. That. It gets watered once and then never again. So rolling going, Russell. That's going good. Here. I was mentioning last night I was out for dinner and there was a, a birthday. They were singing along. There was another birthday and it had one of my favorite things that ever happens at like a birthday when people are out or like a celebration. They did the thing. Spanking. They didn't spank. Oh, and that would have been a bit of a turn on, I guess, at that point. Spanking train. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my grandmother's 73. Oh, that's going to be so many spanks. I just jumped up and ran over there and got in line. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so, hey, ironically, I'm also wearing them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Spanking machine? No, spanks, Russell. Spanks. <laughs> so. So they, my favorite thing of like a celebration is when people sing happy birthday or they do some sort of congratulatory thing. And then the person like the honoree has to give like the speech afterwards. They've got to be like, man, I'm so happy you guys all came. All of these important people in my life that you took the time out of your day to come and spend it with me. It couldn't mean more to have my 43rd birthday with all of you people. There's no one I'd rather have. I so much appreciate everything you... I love the speech after like the recognition. You guys know what I'm talking about? I've, I've not seen that for years. I've never this. seen I heard that ever. hundred percent, Russell. I had that surprise party thrown for me on a boat with all the uh, drag yes. queens. Listen, I don't want to oh, tell yeah. that story. We don't have to get into it. That's but a I, great time. <laughs> one of the things I did immediately is when I got on, I was like, oh my God, it's a surprise birthday party. And I know they have a microphone system in here, so I get to give a speech and people have to yes. listen to me. It was one of the greatest gifts to me of all time. Rob, why don't you give, okay, the, so why don't you give the speech that, like, let's say Aaron and Matt and I are, like, we're congratulating you on your 180th episode or whatever it is. Give us the speech you would give, Rob. I do have a speech prepared for uh, this one time where it was a couple of years ago. It was like five, six, I think it was like seven years ago. And I went to this uh, soccer game. And I saw Messi score four times. Okay, you want to hear that speech? Four score (laughs) and seven years ago. (laughs) 
end. She's got to look it up. Speech she get by slide. Lincoln? <laughs> question what mark. Is he doing? <laughs> doing Russell's old bit of banging I, on the uh, keyboard. I do not know any more of the speech. Okay, Matt, it's a good one though. The other thing I wanted to share with you guys, we talked I'm about, back in about the this a little bit last week. I think was I got my Spotify Rap this week. It tells you all like your favorite songs, the, everything you listen to the most. I thought I could share my top mm-hmm. 10 songs with you guys quick of my Spotify oh, rap. Yeah. How does that sound? Let's hear them. Number 10. I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Number 10. One of the favorites from one of our listeners and a favorite for me this year was Angel from Montgomery, John Prine. Number 10. Oh, yeah. Great good song. Wow. Number one. 9. Oh, fuck. I'm going to put these behind. Number today. 9. This one jumped okay. back up for me because it was in an episode of... Mm, what's that New York show? Succession. It was in an episode of Succession. The song is Takeover by Jay-Z. A little Jay-Z yes. in my 2023. Jehovah. Yes. Number eight from De La Soul is I Know. De La Soul made the list top 10. Wow. Wow. Yep. Number seven, Give Up the Funk made the list. Ow. Wow. Wow, tear the roof off the sucker, Russell. Next up on the list, this one was one of two songs that came from me shazamming a song during the TV show The Bear. This one is R.E.M. Strange Currency. Wow. I don't remember that one. Next one. Next one up is a a guy I think, Rob, maybe you started to like after the, the list. I'm not sure about this, but... It's a new song by him. It's Van Henry Kissinger. It's Van Morrison, Worried Van Blues. I think we've talked about this one before. In my Spotify Where's the song come from? Aaron, love Van Morrison. Another one that you're gonna like. We got the Funkadelic. Can you get to that? Is that? A, can you get to that? Yeah. Can you get to that? Yeah. That made the list. I wanna know. One of your top rap songs is a Funkadelic. Number song, four on the on the rap this year was a Funkadelic song. You're dangerously close to becoming an Aaron. You're oh. going to record stores a lot. That's a great song, You're listening man. to Funkadelic. Badass song. Number three on the list. Place your love on credit. We talked about this one a week or two ago. It's Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. You know that song's killing it when it made the rap, and I've only been listening to it for like a week. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a great, great. song. You, you've listened to that the third most of any song this year in like a yes. week. That's crazy, isn't it? Matt, you've been there, right? You, you hit the song, you can't stop. Number two on my list was ACDC, If You Want Blood, also from The Bear. Oh, what? No, wait, I, can I listen to it? Well, I'll, I'll be playing it. And then the last one on the list, we've talked about my love for this song before. I went and saw the play Hamilton. It's In the Room Where It Happens was the number one song on my rap, my Spotify rap for 2023. What do you guys think wow. of my song choices? None of your skippers in there, man. I, He's, I, have, I have thought of you guys recently. Because I have started listening to one song when I leave work every day because it puts me in such a good mood and helps me walk faster to the bus. Uh, No, this is the song I play. It's by a guy named Dizzy Rascal. I know Dizzy Rascal. Rascal. He's a British rapper. Yeah. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
When I walk out of school, I'm listening to this every day. Every it puts day. me in such a good mood. <laughs> this reminds me, I knew a guy once who had a... He said his mom was a psychologist or psychiatrist, one of those, like a school psychiatrist. Like, every day, it's just... Stuff's coming at you, right? Just yep. hardcore, just horrible stuff. You're talking about all this stuff. And she would listen to, like, heavy metal, like, just deep heavy metal stuff when she was leaving work because she just needed something to, like, clear all the everything out of her brain. And that's what that song... I love that song, Rob, for you, but that's what it sounds like to me. Like, you're walking out, you just need to, like, clear everything out and move from school to New York, Rob. Plus, my dream is that I'm going to be on some YouTube or, like, TikTok short where somebody's like, hey, tell me what you're listening to right now on your headphones. I'm just going to be like, Dizzy Rascal, Baseline Dizzy Rascal, Baseline awesome. Junk. Russell, so how do you feel about your Spotify rap? Were you happy with it? I was pretty it, excited you, about it. I thought it had away? kind of like a... I mean, I think kind of like a diverse set of songs. We had some rock. We had some hip-hop. We had a song from... Uh, Broadway show. I thought it was pretty a pretty good lineup. Uh, that's that's Russell, good. That's if if Russell from six years ago pre podcast said, "Hey, your Spotify Wrapped is going to have a song from a musical on it." Number one, would you? Whoa, yeah. What would you have said? You would have said, "No way," right? And then you would have said, "Give me a kiss." <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I thought we weren't going to do that on the podcast anymore. <laughs> we're talking about kissing ourselves in a time machine Russell if that's wrong guess what I don't want to be right you guys are you guys all Joni Mitchell have you guys uh, Neil Young have you quit Spotify or do you guys have Spotify did you get your rap this week or not are you out? I'm off Spotify I got uh, I'm, I'm Apple Music though I got Apple Music's whatever that whatever that one is did they give you a list of your songs for the year or anything yeah but mine's messed up because of my kid but let's see where I'm at here my top artists were Coltrane, Prince, Nina Simone, Pharaoh Sanders, De La Soul, Louis Armstrong, Al Green, Kids Bop, Aretha, and the Takax Quartet, which did uh, the Beethoven string quartets. But my, my top 10, I'm supposed to do this backwards, right? Sure. All right, so number 10, Area by De La Soul. Off De La of Soul. State. Uh, number nine, The Blind by a band called Gabriel's. What the fuck? Number eight, Dance of Doom from Ninjago. Awesome. Number seven, <laughs> also from Ninjago, Found My Place. Aaron loves Ninjago. Number six, Scotland the Brave. You know the, the bagpipe song? Sometimes my son yep. likes to drive with that on repeat. So wait a Scotland minute. The Brave. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what, what, what is this? Your son likes to put this on repeat when? In the car. He'll be like, play Scotland the Brave on repeat. Now, Russell, if if somebody did this to you, if you were in a car and a kid said, play this song on repeat, it's my favorite bagpipe Bring song. Bring it back to the orphanage and return it. <laughs> I mean, I, this yeah, is great. My brother Roddy Piper. Piper. shit on. What a shit. Right. I, Aaron, this, if you did this to your kid in the car, you should be sent to the hag. This he is a war crime. He He'll be like, put Especially after Braveheart. Braveheart came out. And then like, when the drums come in, wait till those drums come in. Yeah. You guys are... I, Aaron, you got to tell this kid, no more bagpipe songs. I'm not doing it. I mean, yeah, yeah try doing strong. it for 20 minutes on repeat while driving. If you want to see a tearjerker, if there's somebody, some, some guy who's in his 80s told his daughter to play... Uh, bagpipes at his funeral. That's what he wanted. You know, he wanted to go out. He just wanted bagpipes at his funeral. So instead of doing it at his funeral, you know, some event or some like birthday or something, the daughter Amazing. hired. 
some bagpipers to come to his backyard to just play. Whoa. And the guy just starts bawling. You know, he's just oh, bawling man. his eyes out. That was like his dream. And so, like, I don't know. You have to show your son that. I'll find hey, that it's, one. it's pretty sweet. Can you guys do oh, me a man. favor? At, at, at my funeral, this is what I want to play. Uh, I'm a baseline junkie. I'm a baseline junkie. And, and if we do, Rob, we'll, we'll keep it playing in the background like Matt likes it. And I'll give you the eulogy. It'll be like... We understand that they found Rob in the bathroom with a sandwich after he put the Christmas tree up. It was not half flush. He had left it outside of the bathroom. I promise you all, for all of you spreading the rumors that it was a half flush sandwich in the toilet, that is not what happened. He's one of the few guys to both uh, die eating on the toilet and autoerotic asphyxiation. I don't know how he thought that would work out. Those two things should not go together. What else is on? What are the top four here? Top five are I Don't Know What Christmas Is by the old 97s. This is on a Marvel music playlist that my son likes. Jesus Christ. Uh, It's it's from the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Aaron, blink twice if you need help. (laughs) Aaron, Aaron has like special tools to clean records, and this is what his Spotify rap is. Oh my I've god. Until um, you get to mine. Celestial by Ed Sheeran, which is on a Pokemon playlist. Ed Sheeran, Aaron, your favorite. Uh well, <laughs> never... on the Pokemon off the Pokemon play. Bro, I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Did you get like his own profile or something? I I need to, yeah. He totally fucked my entire year in. Uh Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley because he was really into yes. Rick for a little while. Okay. So he Rick people, That's the so. one. Listen. If John McCain heard this segment, he would be like, that's too much. <laughs> He's like, that's too much. That's really bad. <laughs> and then the top, I, I think, I think Apple Music collecting, like, I don't think this is entirely accurate, like, because I usually play through the Sonos app, so I don't think this really was, but this collected most of the stuff from the car. So then the top two are Operation New Me and It's Garmadon, also both from Lego like, Taco soundtrack. <laughs> Some people run around their house like Aaron. I think Turnstile was in number 15, so we did get a few places. I, I remember when Aaron moved out to Oakland like 10, 15 years ago. He took me out as like a and like buddy, hey, I've got to tell my buddy I'm moving. We went out it was yeah. the same night Randy Moss got a touchdown when he rejoined the Vikings, I believe. But Aaron told me yeah. this. If you would have told me now that this would have been his Spotify rap, I would have been like, no fucking way. <laughs> no. That was it. Changes like, people. It did it, man. Matt, did you get a, a package rafter this year from Spotify or no? No, we're, we're an Amazon family, so it's got like the top like 50, but I'll just go through the top 10. I'll just say, out of the top 50, I have one song in there. I listen to I a lot of music, I think. Yeah. You know, so I've got one. So from 10, I'll just go, you guys, do, I don't even know half these people, but Lil Deuce Deuce, I think it's something to do with some sort of video game. Toby Fox, there's five songs by Toby oh. Fox in the top ten. I think, again, it's some video game thing. BFDI Music, which is a video game. Uh, Banana Pancakes by Jack Johnson. Constellations by Jack Johnson. And A Friend Like You by Andy Grammer are the top three. Oh, a friend like that's you basically because my kids listen to that when they're going to bed, you know, kind of a thing. So Sarah's got a bunch of camp, C-A-A-M-P, great band out of uh, Columbus, Ohio, if you haven't heard them. And I've got um, I've got where is my one Pearl Jam song? The fucking dog tried to wake up my wife. <laughs> oh no! Terrible. The Long Road. I got the Long Road. That's the one I can't get out of my head. So that's the one. That's that's my only song on my 
family's oh, top Rob, 50. Rob, do you have any sort of list you. on your streaming service? I, I do. I just, I just found it. Yeah. And my top five goes like this. Lost Boy by Ruth B. That must be one of Amelia's. Number four is a song my wife plays almost every day. Gin and Juice by the oh. Gourds. <laughs> I hear that every day. Aaron, so you do it. I'm blinking twice, Aaron, real big. So, so you knew it was by the be my fish. I do. Then I've got The Way I Am by Ingrid Michelson, Nobody Stranger by Tent Dabs, and Russell at number That's one. Here. I've got a song from a musical, <laughs> Ex Wives from Six. I'm so much like, we're just, we're all the same. This is craziness. Russell, we're so similar. We should spend the holidays together. We're only going, Matt. How's it going with you? <laughs> People want to know if that's going to happen or uh, not. Good. Uh, Rob, I need you to pull up a song for me quick. Amos Lee, Windows Are Rolled Down. I Amos, about Lee. Amos Lee. Yep. He's got a nice, nice vibe. I liked when he played for the Vikings for the mid-90s for a year or so. I bet he ran for about 1,200 apiece for two years. That's so good. That is such a good bit. Great I believe he Great followed book. Scotty Graham uh, probably right before Leroy Horde and somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Ontario Smith. Uh, did you guys hear that Hall is suing Oates? I saw yeah, that. I did. Yeah. Can you believe that? I did. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to figure out. Did you? Did you guys figure out what yeah, it was about? No. I think he went and tried to sell like a bunch of like his portion of their publishing yeah. rights. He wants to sell his portion. Yeah. So that made sense. I, at first, I was like, "What the hell happened to these guys?" But then you know, everybody's selling all their catalogs these days. That you know, I could see where if you had a duo like this, and I don't know how they're set up. Probably with a Delaware LLC, Russell. Maybe a partnership agreement. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I can see why they want to sell it. I I get it. But uh, my kid tonight had his first uh, middle school dance. Oh, middle school dance. Is he home yet? What? Do you? What a nightmare! Listen. What? Give him the same advice I gave my kid. During the slow songs, yeah. you can go to the bathroom and then you don't have to stand on the wall see, and not dance. We, I have been, but see, I have been, I don't know if you guys know this. You know, I know I know you guys fairly well by this point, but I don't know if you know this, but you get a couple barley pops in me and I like I like to go to a, a nice stag dance. And I, I yeah. like to find a dance for it. Yeah, yeah. You know I've seen it. I've seen so, it. And, Sarah, and Sarah's a good dancer too, you know. We, we cut from the same cloth from that. So we've been preparing our kids for this night. For a very, wow. very, very long time, having family dance parties and everything like that. Oh and so, man! You know, I was a little, I just I went in with not like, hey, you want to go to this? There's a dance on Friday night. You want to go? Yeah, that sounds like fun. Like okay, like you want to get dressed up or anything? No, this is fun. He just had some sweatpants and a sweatshirt on when he went to school, and so you know, he doesn't care about that either. But we went. Eddie and I had to go pick him up. He had to he had to go like sign him out, kind of a thing. He didn't really, but Eddie and I went. He came out. He had yes. red cheeks. And it was just like he was going for it. That was awesome. Oh, kind of thing. And so you're we talking about it. So like, yeah. So we were we've been preparing them, and so far, and maybe is our best uh, parenting oh, job go, so man. far is preparing them for the first school dance. Oh, did you tell fantastic. him to request Onyx when he was there? That's what we always did. <laughs> hey, you gotta go house some paid. Like, let's play Onyx. House some paid. Yeah, and then they they'd play Onyx, and in about two minutes, they'd be like, "We're stopping the song. These kids are gonna get hurt." Now. Matt, did you have to have a conversation with him before he went to the school dance where you're like, no, listen, you're getting older, okay? And when you go to the school dance, there's going to be really two things you have to know. One is the bump. (laughs) 
Okay? <laughs> and the second thing that you need to know for school dances, this is not something we can teach you at home, <laughs> is the grind. All right? Matt, I think it's time to hand down the knowledge of the bump and grind, one of the greatest dances of all time. Does anybody, like, th that is just never... You get the birds and the bees. You get all the stuff mm -hmm. you need to talk about. The bump and grind is just not something you talk about. You, know. you just don't talk. That's just something you have to witness out in the, yes. in the real world and figure out if that's for you or not. And then you just have to go in for it. And typically, if you're if you're a guy like us, yeah, you're a guy like us. It's it's usually initiated by the partner. Yeah, you're not you gonna know. go out. You're not gonna go seeking it out yeah. yourself. Yeah, you gotta wait. No, exactly. And I think, too, I think bumping and grinding is like baby birds eating worms. Like, it's just instinct. You can't be taught it. It's in the DNA. I it heard is. the song in it the... Is. I didn't even know this was still possible. I heard that song in the airport last week on Sunday morning. And, I, like, immediately, like, I hear, my mind's telling me I no. And I'm like, yes. And then I got a double take. Be like, I can't I can't enjoy this song. I have to not enjoy <laughs> this song. But you hear it first, and you're like... I don't see yes. nothing wrong. <laughs> I can't believe they still play it in the airport. Yeah, how about that? So, success. Oh, good job. Good job, the whole family. Nice work. Yep, yep. Uh, who have we not got? Rosie, are you up? Rosie, rolling, going. How's it going with you? It's going great. I am super stoked. Never thought I'd be this stoked. I'm getting a French drain. We are getting a French drain at our house. This feels what? like... A what? What? We've, what? we've made what? it. They dig a trench all the way around your house. And then nice. the oh, moat. Yeah. We call that a moat. Pipe Aaron. down there and fill it with rock. Yes, and then wait a minute. Takes what are they going to do? Foundation. I've never been so stoked Aaron. about a trench in my backyard. What What are they going to do in the trench? What's the first thing? They're going to fill it with rock. No, we're going to lay a pipe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, can the, you do me a favor when they're there. when the workmen's doing that? Can you go out there and be like, "Hey, me, me and you both, brother." You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they really need to hear from me. So I've been to your house. So you've got. Your backyard basically goes up a hill. So yeah. water, if it rains, the water is flowing down. It's going right into the back of your house, right? right? right. And that's the issue? Yeah. Kind of a deal? So now they're going to put the drain in. It's basically going to throw all the water to the street. Around the side of the house. Around your house. That's the, that's now, the yeah. idea. Earlier, I talked about Matt activating Aaron. This is a case of Aaron activating <laughs> Talking about drainage dishes, he knows Matt's yeah. landscaping. Landscaping will do it. Because mm -hmm. we are, yeah, we're, the whole re, whole backyard is being redone. So while they were while they had it torn up, they were like, do you need to do this French drain? And like, it rained the day before it happened. There's like water puddling where the steps used to be that they had turned out. And he's like, look, you need the French drain. It's like, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, did he, but I'm super Is stoked. it going around both sides? And do you have gutters on your house? Yes, we have gutters. And it'll be gutters. only around one side to start. Yeah, only around one okay. side to start because the slope, hopefully. It, yeah. Russell, yeah. I got to admit, if a guy came up to me and said, hey, do you want to do a French drain? I'd probably be like, <laughs> right, Rob? Is that copyright you? Is that what you would have done? Yeah. Yeah. We just met, but yeah, well, you could do a French drain on me. I think anytime. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> but then the other, the, the, the downside of all of this is that, so now they've been working in, in my backyard for a little over a week no, and right. we, we, my, no, it's, it's all yes. fine. But my wife bought a ton of snacks to like set out for the workers. So like, I don't know if you guys can see this. Like, look what I'm what? sitting next to. You don't to. have to give snacks right here to the, the workers. Why is she, yeah, why is she buying snacks? I, because wow. it's a kind It's a kind thing to do. They appreciate it. Did you guys hire, now let me ask you, did you hire a bunch of middle school age kids to do the work? Is that why you need to give <laughs> no, snacks? No, we hired a contractor. <laughs> but the, I mean, but the guys come and do the work. But I'm sitting here next, I, so I did just have some sun chips. This is the first time I've dipped into this stash. But I got, oh, Aaron, look at this. It, 
stealing from the working class. Wow. Like Classic rolled gold, tiny twists, yep. sour cream and onion lays, Doritos, Cool Ranch Doritos, white cheddar popcorn, Cheetos, puffs and crunchy. Do you ever have this cheddar type of stuff chips, in your house normally, Aaron, or no? Never. <laughs> no. I mean, not hey, no, not t- the Cheetos. Pull, pull that, that Doritos bag out and look at the ingredients on the side <laughs> of that. <thing. laughs> <No>. <laughs> Aaron, I want here's what I want you to do, Aaron. Crunchy I'm gonna Cheetos? put Aaron, no, open that right now, Aaron. I'm gonna put my foot up to the camera. You open that bag of Cheetos and smell. And I'm going to show you, this is like going to a 3D movie theater. This is like one of those special movie theaters. Okay, ready? There it is. Oh, oh God, man. It's he gross. did it. Oh, no, he did it. Now I'll open never eat up. Cheetos again. Smell. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll never eat Cheetos again. But I've resisted oh. all week. And then and then tonight while I was in here in the studio, I had to dip into the Sun Chips because that's my, Guys, my favorite. Did you notice that Aaron took out his phone and tried to take a picture when Sick I had my feet Aaron. up to the camera? Hmm. <laughs> Very suspicious. That's it. That's how it's really going with me. Is that everybody? The French drain. You got the French drain. That, that really does. I'm going to have a French drain. That sounds like something that, that like would be, you'd have to pay extra for. We did have to pay extra Man, if you did a lot of landscaping, <laughs> was, you seem like you would enjoy landscaping or having that thing done or, or done doing it yourself. Have you done any of that type of stuff or not? I will say I used to do a lot. I used, you know, I used to work outside a lot and my hands now that I've been like in an office for like 10 years are so damn oh. soft that mm-hmm. I can't do like one thing. I think we've talked about it before and it's just, it's embarrassing. You can it's do that other thing though. So that's good. Yeah. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. The other thing you get really good at with soft hands actually. <laughs> uh, listen, quiet part out loud. <laughs> we are talking about Nirvana. We are talking about that callus gets you at the wrong angle, right, Rob? That that oh, that, that weightlifting, right that powerlifting for you. Oh my gosh! After a while, there are there are no wrong angles, Russell. Uh, listen, you got a picture. This is uh, ninety three. Yes. Nevermind has come out. It's massive. It's changed music. Everyone who heard the album knew it was. Nirvana hates. Nevermind. They cannot stand the way it sounds. They, Kurt Cobain said, well, I might as well make another sellout album because I sold out on that one. He wow. wants to come out and make an album, this next album. He wants to make the, an album that he would listen to. So he's quoted as saying, we're going to go to the extremes on this album. We're going to make this punk noise and we're going to make it super poppy hooks. There's going to be no in-between like Nevermind was. So they go out and they get the Steve Albini for the producer. Now, this guy has produced for the Pixies. He's produced for the Stooges. And when he said to Nirvana, here's the studio I want to use. Here's what it's going to sound like. He sends him the PJ Harvey album, Rid of Me, which we have done. All right. Because that was also recorded by the same producer in the same studio. And he wanted to see, tell them what, let them know what it was going to sound like. Where was the studio? This studio that took place in is in no other than Cannon Falls which is about 15 minutes from where I grew up. Okay. Uh, it's isolated. They, they wanted to get a you place know, you that's know what? isolated. I pause the produ- you, Rob. This is so selfish. What? Rob's like, it's like 15 minutes from where I grew up. It's also like 10 minutes where, where all four of us went to college, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's how we know each other is that we went there like right around there. Isn't it 15 minutes from where you grew up too, Russell? It might 15, be closer. I mean, it's almost certainly closer yeah. to Rochester. Honestly, yeah. that didn't even occur to me. <laughs> I have to be totally honest with you guys. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. He's so Rochester-centric. That's all he's thinking about. I thought of you guys the other day because I was looking at the candy bars, and I was like, what am I doing? We've talked about this, Rob. <laughs> We've talked about this. 
Uh, so in it, three days, you're fine. It's at this Pachyderm uh, Studios in Cannon Falls in February because Steve Albini said, I didn't want anybody from the record company coming. And everybody who was associated with Nirvana was, quote unquote, the biggest pieces of shit I ever met. He couldn't stand them. So he said, they're going to get in Cannon Falls. It's the, I looked up the average temperature 20, in 1993 in February, 20 degrees. It got all the way down to below zero. So they're there. They show up two days early before any of their instruments do. So they're just hanging out and they are doing freaking prank calls. All right. Now I'll never, I'll never forget 1993. I picked up the phone. Okay. And I heard a voice say, is your, ele- is your elevator running? That's what I said. Elevator. Why would I say elevator? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Where, where are we going? Is your refrigerator running? And I said, is this Kurt Cobain? Because I was very astute. Okay. I was a very smart student at the time. Uh, he prank called my house. <laughs> and I said, hey, don't ever do this. Never mind. I'm not going to make the joke I was going to make. Do you, know now- who, do you know who else they pranked though, Rob? <laughs> who? Mr. Pizza. They pranked Eddie Vedder. They prank called Eddie Vedder while they were there. They did? I, I just had to let Matt know that so he was aware. Wow. But what were prank calls in 1993? That means someone had to actually answer the phone wherever they were, like in Eddie Vedder's fancy house or apartment That's, or whatever. But He's like, I'm going to pick up this did phone. Did you guys ever, That's crazy. ever making prank calls or anything when you were kids or not? Yeah, of course. But yeah, like you couldn't do it now because no one answers the phone. You want to know what the worst prank call I ever got was? What's that? I don't know who it was. It was probably like sis, friend, sister or something. They did like the, the call claiming they're like the hottest chicken school and that they want to talk to me. I remember being like, I, this is bullshit. I fucking know this is bullshit. Oh no, Russell. <laughs> that was the worst prank call I ever got. Oh, that's, this is your therapy. This is my therapy. This is your therapy. Yeah. Did you guys ever get a bad prank call or no? Is there a 2% chance, Russell, that it wasn't a prank call and you hung up on? Knowing the way I make decisions in life, it, it wouldn't shock me if I was incorrect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know a Winnie Cooper. <laughs> 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 Topanga? No. <It> Topanga. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, were we talking about something? Prank calls we used to do, we'd start oh. playing like Vanilla Ice, like some radio, like song that was hot at the time. And we would say like, we're KDWB and you just want like a free trip to. Oh my God. You know, Russell. That's like good. That. That's, that's really good. Are you fucking serious? Really good. <laughs> that, well, Russell was a bad boy, you know. That, what, you, what were your guys' prank calls? I, I don't once, remember anything got that clever. Probably just like hang up the, like breathe and then hang up the breathe. Okay. That's, that's sick, <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> They put you in jail for I that shit. Like it wasn't that clever. <sighs> Is this Aaron? <gasps> <gasps> hang it up. Hang it up. <gasps> hey, don't hang it up. Hang it up now. Hang it up. Star 69, did you just call me and breathe into the phone? <laughs> I can't believe Aaron, you know, as a guy who's been doing it now 170 some episodes of a podcast with you. I can't believe you couldn't think of anything more creative than breathing into a phone. <laughs> hey, let's make a prank call. Okay, dial it. Okay, dial it. Okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. I get what? I, I panicked. I breathed into the phone. Yeah, I mean, right. That's, that's like- crazy. I never prank called anybody. Too scary. Too stressful. Could never. I or really couldn't. I could never do it. Ugh. Plus, you had to be anonymous. Nobody knew who you were. No, thanks. Don't need it. Okay. I am going to be famous. That's what my thought was when I was younger. Uh, now, 
Is this, is this the milkman's wife? Is this Rob calling again? <laughs> that sounds like Rob breathing. <laughs> All right. Hey, I know that. It's that fat kid down the street. <laughs> I'm the most attractive girl in high school. I don't want to talk to you. You know what? I should be doing prank calls. I'm really good at them. I'm crazy good. <laughs> unlike unlike Russell, who's like, yeah, excuse me, this is the police. This is the police. Your husband died in a car crash. Ah, that's like Russell's joke. Is like, <laughs> no, we just said we just said you want a trip to like Florida. That's that's so bad. That's like <laughs> that's crazy. And then when they star six nine, you got to act like you're the radio station. What like so, for the next couple KDWB. minutes, you have to be the radio station. KDWB, uh huh, uh-huh. <laughs> grandma. Yeah, no, sorry, you got the wrong number. You called KDWB. <laughs> so listen, am I the only one that thinks that like a fake trip to Florida is just completely harmless compared to like your husband just <laughs> well, died yeah. in a car crash? No, somebody's hope. Rob's putting him on the same plane. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I, maybe I need to get away from my family more than I think when I'm so excited at the thought of a free vacation, it would break my heart if I didn't really get it. <laughs> uh, okay. So maybe you can see why I didn't do pranks. Cause if it doesn't go well, I immediately go really Rob, dark. Maybe you really should quick. Prank, maybe you should make a prank phone call right now to someone. Oh, to can you do that on the? Can we do that on the? Don't we have the? the don't we have the backline number? We can we call technolo- from techno- Well, I I will say this: I do have. <laughs> I do have somebody's work number. <laughs> okay, I happen to know somebody's work number here. Okay, well, I could just call oh. this one right here. Let's see, all right. How am I going to call? I don't know how to call, guys. It doesn't make... Oh, you know what? Maybe on my phone. Oh. Guys, imagine getting a call from one of your favorite podcasts. <laughs> how happy would you be? Pretty happy. Your only favorite podcast. Telling right. Your favorite podcast. Telling you you want a free trip to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you this, Russell? When I was younger, I was fascinated with uh, calling 911. Oh, so much no. so that I called them accidentally twice. Oh, no. Oh. Once when I was like eight and once when I was 26. <laughs> oh. And the one when I was 26 was really embarrassing because I was at my friend's coffee shop. <laughs> and so the police called back and he had to say, no, no, he made a mistake. And it was a pretty embarrassing time for me as an adult. <laughs> what else was happening at that time? <laughs> oh, no, that was it. Oh. Oh, we were having kids. I mean, there was nothing. All right, listen. Okay. No more prank Seriously, calls. You guys, got, you guys got me going crazy. I was having a kid. Completely embarrassing. <laughs> hey, this is a placenta, Colin. I just fell to the floor. <laughs> Dude, that's live. You've talked before about this pachyderm, this studio. This is where they they recorded Lightning Crashes, that whole live album. Wow. The best live album ever, right? That was here too. The best live albums ever. Wow. I was just wondering which one of those guys loved me. Okay. If it was all of them or maybe just one of them alone. Now, here's the thing. Okay. Uh, they're not happy. They, they, they write this album. They say, we give ourselves a two-week limit. Nirvana comes in. First song in the album is one take. The producer says, this is great. This producer, the Steve Albini, is a different kind of producer. He thinks that producers should not have any influence on what it sounds like. The musicians should tell them what to do and that they're just an engineer. Interesting. He also didn't believe in taking royalties. He got paid 100 k for this album straight up. 
didn't take any royalties, doesn't think producers should, doesn't feel like they're part of the band. That seems okay. Stupid. So it's, it's kind of an interesting guy. Wow. He mixes this for him. They do this in like two weeks. They come out and they hate the mix. So they send it to the record company. They hate the mix. They say, Albini, we need you to remix this. He goes, no, I'm not going to. Okay. So they bring it to another guy who remixes it. And then they bring it to a third guy who remixes the singles because the singles version that Walmart and Kmart are different. So we have all these different versions of these songs floating around. Rolling Stone comes out and says, immediately this album comes out, debuts number one, huge, huge hits. This this album is a ginormous hit by every imaginable thing way you can think about it. Rolling Stone said it's the seventh best album of the 90s. Seventh. That's wild. Uh, so let's get into In Utero. Okay. This one I think was about tennis. Okay. Well, you guys didn't probably didn't take tennis lessons when you were younger, so you don't get this joke. Uh, Serve the Servants. Okay. This was recorded. Wow. One take. And their first recording. They're recording all in one room. The amps are in the room. Albini wanted that sound. So this is the poppy kind of riff. Yes. This is the pop aspect of it. Sounds nice. Listen to the top top albums from 93. I already gave you guys some. The Bodyguard. Eric Clapton Unplugged made it to number one. Depeche Mode. Songs of Faith and Devotion. Aerosmith, Get a Grip, featuring oh. Crazy or Crying, one of the two on there, Rob. It's so good. Or Janet Jackson, no. self-titled album. There's a U2 Zeropa. I don't know that one. Oh, yeah. Cypress Hill, Black Sunday. Cypress Hill made it to number one. The they Sleepless in Seattle soundtrack makes it to number one. Wow. Billy Joel, River of Dreams. Aaron, you either loved that one or hated that one. I can't remember. Both. Little, little both. Little both. In Garth Brooks in pieces. Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Pearl Jam versus Matt. Is it versus? That made it to number one in 93 versus as well. And then the last one was Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. That is an epic lineup of, of albums a, making it to number lineup. one, don't you think? It's a murderer's row. But you know, I well, honestly, you know what the best songs of 1993 was? What's that? Happy Birthday to Rob, 13. Okay. Oh, yeah. Next up, Scentless Apprentice. Okay, this is one of the few songs that all three of them get writing credit for. This guitar riff was by David, Dave Grohl. Of course, he was playing drums in the Nirvana. Did you read the inspiration for this one? No. He had a book. No. He had a book. It was titled, it was a novel called Perfume. Here's the, here's the story of the book. It's about a boy without body odor who stalks and murders virgins in search of the perfect scent. That's what inspired the song. Can you imagine being the boy with no body odor, Rob? (laughs) No. I cannot. You choose to use that by murdering people? I was once on a flight. I was once on a flight. I was like 12 years old. I'm on a flight coming back from the Caribbean somewhere, right? My mom looks at me and goes off and is like, I told you to wear deodorant. I told you you need to wear deodorant every day. We have had this discussion. I'm, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I did because I was never 100% sure. I was like, I'm pretty sure I did today, mom. You know, I probably just started apologizing. That's kind of my thing. We turn around. The, the person behind us has unwrapped a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. And that's what my mom was smelling and thought it was me. So if you want to know what it was like to grow up with me, that's just a little peek in. 
<laughs> so, again, my therapy. Next up, Heart Shaped Box. Do you guys remember the video for this song? So scary. Yeah, it was, it was like creepy, this, right? and then you, they showed Black Hole Sun. And I can tell you, if you were using Oof. MTV in the way I was using MTV, huge bummer. Huge bummer. Not a, yeah, not a good time of the afternoon. I mean, happy birthday to me. I'm 13. Next thing you know, I'm down in the basement celebrating my birthday, and I see that video with the cross and the crows. Ugh, scary. Doing is, I, I think this album would have been 10 times better if they would have cut the first song and just started it with the second song. The really? Second, you know, apprentice. Scentless Apprentice. You know, like, because that seems like that's what they're going for in this album. Is that beginning of that? Play it one more time, real, real, just the beginning of this, the second apprentice. one. Rob. Just, just listen to the beginning of this. This seems like what they were trying to go for is a little more punk, you know, and I think you would have just, it would have hammered this, what they were trying to get to a lot better, but that's The just thing me. is, is that all the hits off this album are not those noise punk songs. They're no. all the soft right, poppy songs. But again, that's where I think you get this as a musician, right? Like what you like isn't necessarily what plays on radios or what's popular yeah. or anything, right? And that's where you kind of get pegged as a group. Ooh. What's that? Uh, what's who's Mark McGrath? What was his band? Sugar was Ray, like a heavy metal band, and then and then Sugar Ray came out with that one song, and that's all I knows. I just want to yeah. fly. Yeah, guys, I, I hate I hate to say this, but Matt kind of gave away my that's Christmas it. present to you guys, the gift certificates I got when he said that they were pegged as a group. Oh, okay, because I found oh. this place in Vegas. <laughs> okay, and you'll never believe what they do. Is it off the strip? It's way off the strip. Way off. Okay, it's like down in Mexico off the strip. Rob, can we take a can we take a a, a limo out there like we did the Bunny Ranch the one we, year? We no? get, yeah, okay. the classiest of ways to go out to have sex with escorts in a trailer park. We're gonna have to invite Zach back then. He's the one. Who he did. Right? Oh, he was on this all yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was his idea too. You're right. Now, I do want to just relay the story that when we were with Zach, who is a good, wholesome guy, yes. I said, hey, let's all text our the wife doctor, and ask right. them to send topless photos. Right? Yes. My <laughs> wife immediately sends back a topless photo. Okay? <laughs> Somebody else's wife sends back a picture of a shirt. Zach's wife sends back the text, is Rob there? <laughs> <laughs> That's true story. Like, oh. yeah. Next up, uh, R word me. They changed oh, it to, to wave me for, to, so they could put it in. Uh, I was reading that they changed the name of it so they could get it into Walmart stores. That Cobain, I don't think he wanted to change it, but I, he said that's where he bought all of his records or albums yeah. growing up was at Walmart. So he felt like if this is what we have to do to get into Walmart, they'd change the name. He said that he didn't, he, they changed the title. But the lyrics on the album were exactly the same, right? So they didn't change anything like that. It was Bizarre. it was literally just the title of it, which is crazy. Francis Farmer, I, by the way, like great song. Dave Dave Grohl listened to him write that song and said, "This guy is such writes such beautiful melodies. I don't get why he just screams all the time." And it's like, <laughs> yeah, he, when that's the thing. The pop, the hooks on this album are so so strong. And and same with Nevermind. If you really think about it, Francis Farmer will have a revenge on Seattle. I'm not going to tell you what the song is about. We were talking about that that, that studio in Cannon Falls by where Rob grew up. 
Mm-hmm. I was looking at a few of the other like famous artists that played there. There was a couple of them that we had to talk about. We talked about live before. Selling the drama, lightning crashes, all those songs. Was that Throwing Copper? Is that the name of that one? Rob, I believe they might be Giants might have recorded something there on your album from Tire Damage. I was reading that was a live album, but I think they recorded maybe Dr. Worm or one of the songs on Tire Damage was recorded there. Hey, guys. I mean, Dr. Worm is one of my favorite songs. I don't know that this one was recorded there, but this was one of the only originals on that album. If I'm correct. I'm interested in things. I'm not a real doctor, but I am a real I don't know how I didn't date more in high school. I don't get it. I do know this though. Soul Asylum recorded there. Dance, the Grave Dancers Union, which has a few big hits, but I don't know that those two songs, uh, uh, Black Gold or Runaway Train, were actually recorded there. They recorded a few studios. But one that I believe was recorded there, we got to pull this one up because we've got a lot of hockey coaches and people that are into hockey listening to this. The Gear Daddies, Billy's Live Bait, there was a hidden track at the end of this. I Want to Drive a Zamboni, I believe, was recorded at that studio. We got to check that song out for our hockey coaches, right? Wow, Russell. Wow. Are you pulling all this off the top of your head? I did some reading on that studio today. Wow. This song. God, did I hear this a lot growing up. You know why you heard it a lot? It's in three famous hockey movies. Can you guys guess the three famous hockey movies? I'll give you the first two. Mighty Ducks 2 and Mighty Ducks 3. Can you guys get the third? Uh, Goon? Now, Russell. Slapshot. Slap Let me shot. ask you, Russell. Yes, sir. Is there anything in the rule book for hockey? Because <laughs> okay, I've got a crazy idea. Uh, is it Mighty Ducks 1? No, you dumb shit. This is Mystery Alaska. You don't know that? Oh, Mystery Alaska oh, with the guy from Northern Exposure. Great hockey movie, right? Yes. That's a good one. You skate down. What are the other great the hockey movies? Are there any others? Is it just the Ducks and Slapshot? Slap what shot. else? No, that one about uh, the Olympics team. What about that one? Miracle. Miracle. I said that. You know what? Uh, Running Man, one of the guys is a goalie who tries to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I count that. Running Man. What's the one where uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is the goalie? No, that's the one. He's actually a fire marshal. He has to go in as a goalie. That's a hockey movie, right? That is a 100% where they're trying to kill... I don't know if we're allowed to say that. What's the uh, figure skating one where he's... Topic. 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 What's that? What about... uh, I know that, that guy, that, What's that figure skating? Yeah, that, that guy, he was a hockey player. Uh, yep, and then became who, a figure skater. Uh, and I believe you know you're what? talking about Happy Gil. Oh my God. Isn't that a hockey movie? Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. How, how about, movie? guys, in Dumb and Dumber, the guy who's wearing the Wine and Dynam 69 M shirt is Cam Neely from the Boston Bruins. The I am edge. counting nice that as a hockey movie. Dumb and Dumber, one of the greatest hockey that movies is. of all time. That would have been a great point, Rob, if the song was still playing, but it was still interesting. Guys, Dumb and Dumber, the guy who's wearing the Wynum Dynam 69 hat is Cam Neely. Amazing. So therefore... If that guy over there is Seabass. Hey, kick his ass, Seabass. Don't forget, by the way, the way they get away with it is they just go like this. They look over at Seabass and goes like this. Still one of the greatest pranks of all time. All right. If that's Seabass over there? uh, Well, if that man over there is Seabass, then yes. Uh, speaking of which, gosh, ironic. Time is a flat circle. This next song is called Dumb. Okay, and it features a cello. I'm not like them, back in town. 
This has got to be more famous on the live one, is it, or no? Yeah. yeah. So how does the live, you guys said the live one's later on the list, but how, do, how is a lot of the songs from this album on that one? Is it sent out? How many songs it's, from this are on the live album? I think four or five, right? There's quite a few. I mean, they only had three albums, and their first one was pretty hardcore, like punk. And then they cover yeah, a Yeah, mostly song. this album, and then they did the yellow, or the, the Lead Better song, right? Lead, sorry, Lead Belly. God, Lead Belly song. Jesus. Yeah, David, they covered Dave Bowie. Dumb. I'm trying to read. Uh, All Apologies, obviously. Yeah. Penny, Penny Royalty. Heart-shaped box had to be on there, it's right? It's just three of them. It's just... Really? No, nope, it's just three huh. of them. Um, I, the, the, the poppy, hooky songs on this album are so good. And I'm sitting here listening at work, and I'm like, God, this song is so good, this song is so good. And then it'll be something like... Where's the soft verse and the loud hooks like they always do? It's so jarring, though, the difference in this album, but... I could see 1993 me just getting done celebrating my birthday, getting this album, listening to it, and thinking it rocks. Although I had a friend who listened to this album all the time, and I didn't think it rocks, so I don't know. Uh, next up, just like me when I'm at the bar, okay, and I want to stick my dick through a hole and get milk it. Oh. Oh, wow. Just making sure everybody's still listening. Edit that out. But again, it's like the quiet, loud, quiet. Yeah. I think of the replacements a lot when I think of the just the arc of this album, like this kind of same thing where it's they're they're they want to be a hardcore band, but they're just too good at writing pop songs, but mm-hmm. their pop songs aren't gonna be on the radio. It, it, it you know, you have like you can't hear this without thinking about where would they have gone if he had been alive, but you know, we need a call in from Bryce. We haven't heard from Bryce. In a Is he alive? Time. Are we sure he's alive? He's alive. I was, yeah, I was in touch with yeah. him today. Uh, yeah, we should yeah. see what he's Tell up him we to. Need to. We need Get to hear thoughts from him. We haven't heard from in him. Utero. Yeah. So next up, we have Penny Royalty, the third single off this album. But I wanted to sh- I wanted to play this for you because listen to this closely. And then I wanted to play for you the single that was remixed by a different guy. Listen to this. Mm. There's like some phaser on his oh, voice his now. voice is so much further forward, yeah. Yep. And that was the thing they said that the voice and the bass was way too far back in the mix. But the single versions that went out sounded like this. Doesn't this sound like a... The beginning of that sound like a uh, Courtney Love it, song. I think you're right. Versa. I think it really does. Yeah. I think you're. They must have been writing songs together, right? Uh, speaking of tea, do you guys are you guys big tea drinkers? We drinking tea. I'm starting. Coffee's messing up my guts. I think so. I got to start drinking tea. Yeah, I like tea at the end of the day. Up. I got a very nice tea kettle from. Well, as I was actually going to issue a, an apology this oh. week because. Anna got me a very nice tea kettle for my birthday a year ago, and I've been hollering about how it hasn't been working right. And it turns out you got to decalcify the you thing. Once I decalcified it, it, perfect, right back, right back, accurate. Okay, Russell, like tea at the end of the night. Imagine Kinda like a little ashwagandha. Imagine you marry a man, Russell, and later he comes to you and goes, "I can't figure out how to use my tea kettle." 
Wouldn't you just be like, Whoa. it wasn't that I couldn't figure it out. It wasn't, I felt like it wasn't calibrated correctly. Did, like when I, Aaron, did when you, I was supposed to go up to 194, it was getting like 175. Did you? And yes, I checked with the thermometer. Did you just assume you knew how to use it or rely on your wife to know how to use it? Or was there an instruction book? Because I have a story and I'm curious how it went for you. Well, when I, when I thought it wasn't, it's been working fine. It was set up, it was working fine. And then it stopped working as well. And I thought something was wrong with it. And then I realized I should probably consult the manual, which we have. And I read the manual and said, decalcify your tea kettle. And then I did it. And that, that's what happened. So I, you guys know, I've been on my espresso martini kick in recent weeks. And I was, um, I just assumed the, the, the coffee drinker in our house knows how to use the machine. Cause I don't ever drink coffee. I don't ever drink espresso. I just assume it's working the right way or whatever. So we're wrestling in my experience. Yeah. The person who drinks the coffee is not the person who's doing the maintenance on the machines. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to put that, say that right now. So I, I noticed that I, I've, so I've read a lot about how to shake espresso martinis and now how to make espresso. And you, when you're drawing it, the machine has to like amp up into the, like the espresso zone or whatever. And it's got to force the coffee <laughs> grinds through the water, through the grinds. Like that's what creates it. Right. Yeah. And so I realized when I was Pressure, watching right. it one time, it turns out, there, it was never like the, the energy was never going up on, on the machine. It was never getting up into like the espresso zone. So it was just like dripping through, I think. And so we had to change the level mm. of the grind. We had to change the, like the levels we had to change. We had the wrong scoop. We had a double scoop in when we were doing single scoops. Incorrect Are you serious? as well. <laughs> I mean, we, that's so out, honestly, think, Russell, that's outrageous. Right. I like, think the first few months of espresso martinis that I had were all with, I don't know, just coffee that was poured through grinds, but not espresso. Those. So you're telling me <laughs> that when I was making all those espresso martini jokes, I was really making coffee martini jokes. <laughs> yes. We got to re-record those episodes. Oh my God. I got to go over. back and edit them. <laughs> can we, can we fix it? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> well, Good, good to hear that you're right and she was wrong, Russell. Radio-friendly unit shifter. I mean, guys, this is... A little joke, right? Tough to listen to, right? When I get to this, it's, it's hard for me to want to run this one back. I'm not saying it's not good or that it doesn't yeah. have a amazing place or it isn't very influential, but it's hard for me to run this album back. It's the extremes. A Tourette's... They're doing it on purpose, yeah. This The booklet had no lyrics for this one. It's all kind of... Whatever you think he's saying is probably correct. I gotta say though, it does whip. Uh, yeah, but I mean, when they wanted to play fast, they could play fast. Yeah. But I can't listen to it. Next up, no, thank you. We have all apologies to end the album. This is a second single is nominated for two Grammys. Oh yeah. What was the what was what were they? That's like disco flam. Like you have seen the the interview with Dave Grohl where he talks about stealing his his drum yep. sound from disco. Like that's what you hear right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was reading Rob. It was nominated for best rock song and then best rock performance by a duo or a group with a vocal. You guys know the other songs that were nominated for this. This is maybe the best category I've ever seen for a Grammy. What? What was it? It's Crazy by Aerosmith wins it. Oh yes. Round Crazy. here by the Counting Crows. Oh, Daughter wow. by Pearl Jam, Oof, and then yeah. Basket Case by Green Day. That is an epic lineup Jeez, of Grammy-nominated songs. Yeah. Wow. 
best rock performance yeah, by a, a duo list. or group with a vocal, isn't it? Basket Case by Green Day. Jesus, I mean, that's like that's like wow. The the, the one that won might be the worst one. Yeah, I think I you're right. Yeah. I think yeah. if you went back and did it now, I don't. I think it finishes yeah. fifth. If, if you said explain the '90s to me in like five songs, I think that would be it right there. And it turns out it's that's all from '93. Exactly what I was thinking. That's wild. Yeah. Now wow. listen, guys. I hate to do this to you, okay, at the very end here, but unfortunately, I have made. A list on the last song of the album. Okay, made it all the way. So that's my bad. Realizing this is not good. Okay, especially with my list because they kind of get out of control. Yeah. As long as we know what your list is about, I'm not concerned. This time, my list is about. This is very simple. All apologies. Right. We all know. We all know the song is off in utero, but we don't know this version. We know the better version, which of course is off the unplugged acoustic album. So this list is all songs where the acoustic version is better. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Better. What a, what list. a list. What a list. Oh, this is such a good album. Okay. Now, first one. Okay. Off of it. We have covered this guy. We talked about this album. The fact that this album is not on the list, absolutely outrageous. We are talking... Eric Clapton. Layla. See this, one. this was the wife came out song, unplugged. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Came out the same year. This is such a better version. I remember listening to this all the time growing up in middle school and then hearing the original Derek and the Dominoes and being like, uh, not my favorite. It is. I, I always thought it was amazing that people, like when he says you can spot this one and so many people get it right away. It's crazy. And I, I wouldn't have, I, you know, it's so slowed down, I wouldn't have got it. Man, this is so good. All right. This is all I knew Eric Clapton as, as a kid. I right. never knew him like as a, like a hard, the guy from Cream or... All the other bands he played for. This is all I knew was Russell's. Like I like the unplugged and the Yardbirds. That's it. Nothing in between. Uh, all right. Next up. All right. We have a band that we've already covered and a song that we've already covered on this list. We have talked about. We actually did this album earlier <laughs> as well. This is Prince doing an all acoustic set, and this is I could never take the place your man. Listen to this. Oh, great song. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, guys. She couldn't stop crying. She knew he would go to stay. Yeah. So, so good. Love it. Okay. Now, next up, we would be remiss if not to mention, uh, honestly, probably one of the scariest videos of all time. Okay. You got distracted by how scary the video was. But the acoustic version of Black Hole Sun, listen to this. I'll oh, fast forward man. a little bit. I'm just convinced that most ever. things Chris Cornell did in acoustic when his voice is essentially the, the second instrument is just, so you know, patience, all these things that he does. You've always said it, man. Sun shower. Yeah. This one also, this is another amazing Grammy. So this was... Song we're listening to from uh, what is it? All apologies. Also nominated for best rock song in '93. It was also nominated along with Black Hole Sun, right here. Yeah. Two songs from Melissa Etheridge. I'm the only one and Come to My Window. Wow. Oh, good songs. songs. 
And then it lost to, I don't even know how this is really a rock song, but I guess it is Streets of Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That had the movie. That That had had, uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. But it's it's not really a rock song, isn't it? It's kind of like a soft, I don't know, soft rock. I guess it's Springsteen, so they called it rock. And finally. Oh, oh. Finally, Ooh. one of the greatest acoustic versions of a song ever. Because honestly, a lot of people are telling me, okay, that they hate the normal version of this song we now. More- they don't know why they hate it so much. Okay. But they I think they like it. Now people the like- people actually hate this song and they've heard it too much and they like the acoustic version better. It's Maps by the Yeah Yes. Amazing. Look at if you look at the Yard Barker website that Rob was looking at. This one is below the Nirvana song, and the Chris Cornell song. It's above or north of some of the other songs we were talking about. No, that's not. We're not doing maps of a website. That's sick. Okay. Oh, so good. So anyway, guys, that was my list of. Russell, I didn't get it right away. That's good, Russell. Top two list of. I would say so as well. Oh, fantastic. Was Top two list, too. That's list. like when uh, Derek Jeter was having sex with Franz Liszt, the famous composer. Top two. Yeah, doesn't really make Top. sense. Just like mm. it. Top. Well, later is a bottom two list. They'll switch a room. Oh. That reminds me of something I have planned for <laughs> Vegas, by the way. Oh, uh, all right. So let's get into everyone's favorite part of the show. Another list. No, I'm just kidding. It's the rating system. Now. Okay. The rating system is very simple. And a lot of people actually do like this. They think it's very cool. Rating system. Oh, yeah. Is this album at 173? Okay. At the perfect place. Guys, so this is a defining album of the 90s. This is like mature Nirvana. This is going past their huge hit of Nevermind and doing more what they want with the cachet that they had. So does this deserve to be higher on the list? That means it's a rolling bone if it should be higher than 173, which, of course, is a lower number. Or should this be lower on the list, which, of course, would be a higher number? And that means that it is a rolling groan. Or is this a rolling well-toned? Okay. And it deserves to be right there by where Rob grew up in Cannon Falls at 173 in utero, Nirvana. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Oh, I just struggle because this is my wheelhouse, right? The 1993, mm-hmm. 94, 95 kind of stuff. I mean, Versus came out this this year. Basket, we, we just talked, you just talked about us. It. So it kind of stole a little bit of what I was going to talk oh. about. Um, you know, Siamese Dream. There's just so many other albums that came out at this time that I think are better than this album. Now, having listened to it this week, obviously there's three or four just absolute great songs. But are they great songs because of this album? Or are they great songs because of listening to them? Um, you know, the acoustic version, right. MTV Unplugged. It's hard to know. That's it's a great point. I think, you know, I think that um, all in all, like Heart Shape, but again, that video, that scared me too. And I didn't like it because yeah. of the video. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, all in all, I think it fits in well here. I just, I struggle with the fact that Versus isn't even on the list. And, you know, this is one, whatever it is, one, what are we at? 171, 72, 73, whatever, whatever number it is. 73. Um, you know, one, 173. And so I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to punt a little bit and say it's, it's good here. Rolling well toned, but I, man, it's just, there's just so many other good albums around here for me that I think are better than this. 
that aren't even uh, on the Russell, list. what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? I'd, I'd echo a lot of what Matt said. To me, there's a, the handful of hits, the heart-shaped box and all apologies. Those are fantastic songs. Some of this is just too, I think I'm too old. It's too loud. It's too like aggressive in your face. It's just not the vibe I want to get from music at this point in my life. So that it's, it's hard for me. I don't want to, I don't want to turn this and run it back. And that's what I've been coming back to over and over again. I'm kind of with Matt. I think there's a lot of other bands in like the mid nineties that were in our wheelhouse that I wouldn't mind seeing one of their first albums before I've heard uh, the second Nirvana one. So man, I don't think I I don't know if I can give it a rolling groan because I know they're so influential and so important for, for the genre. But for me personally, I'm going to say it's a little rolling groan. I would have rather heard um, a different band from the grunge era for the first time instead of another Nirvana album. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Yeah, I think I, I think I fall right in line with these two guys, and I will I will also give it uh, the rolling groan that Matt was uh, too kind not to give. Um, I think that's on here because they're Nirvana, because it's Kurt Cobain, and because they are so important. But I think some of it would be it would be fascinating to know if Kurt Cobain even wanted anyone to listen to some of these songs or if this was just him getting stuff out that he believed in or what, what he wanted to play. But um, yeah, for me, I think there's better stuff coming up. So rolling grown. All right. Listen, unfortunately you guys are incorrect. This of course, shit, this of course gets a rolling canon falls right oh, by where I grew up, right by where you grew right up by there, right down by where Rob grew okay, up. Now I did have to look it up. <laughs> uh, the, the strip club Jake's was in Coates. That was not in Cannon Falls. I was mistaken. What, how many miles? What's closer, Rochester to Cannon no. Falls or, or Apple Valley? Oh, uh, no, Cannon Falls is closer to Apple Valley. No, that's Apple Valley is. No. I think, I think, I don't even Let's, think it's close. We have to I check think Apple Valley is way closer. To what? To Coates? Apple Valley. Yeah. No, to Cannon Falls. What are we talking about? <laughs> Who grew up closer? Is this the rain system? Studio. Oh. Who grew up closer? I did. Guys, it's right by where oh, I, I grew up. You're, way, you're, you're just way wrong, I think, on this one. <laughs> Are we talking about Coates or Cannon Falls? <laughs> okay, because the strip club was in Coates. That was closer to the cities. That was a long drive from Rochester. No, nobody, you just, you're the only one who's brought up. <laughs> well, I just want to keep talking about it. <laughs> Okay, Russell. Yeah, it's not even close. 20, the closest one is 26.5 miles. Yeah, Rochester's 43 miles. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's a straight <laughs> shot on Highway 52, so you can drive faster. No, 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 I was no, talking no. about time-wise. No, no, no. Time-wise, you can get the there way faster. The to college, 15 miles, a 20-minute yeah. drive. The place where we met each other, no, Rob. But that's a, it's a, you got to drive so slow down those roads. It can be really icy 44 sometimes. minutes. 44. I'm talking Russell, about, about 26.5 miles and 31, 31 minutes to Apple Valley, and it's 44 minutes guys, and 44 miles from Rochester. You guys Rochester. don't get it. I was talking about. It's, it's, 40, it's 42 minutes from Richfield. Matt grew up closer than you did. I grew up closer. I grew up guys, closer. I was talking about. 1993 February, who would get there the fastest? Okay, I'm driving in my car. All then. these good albums are so, coming out that year. I'm still listening to They Might Be Giants forever to miss music of the 90s. That's the way it is. Now, wow. Russell, I looked up. On, so I grew up closer than right. Okay, wow, this well, is, listen, yeah, you guys are great. now closer to Cannon Falls. So go, you know what? Go eat your fucking heart out. I looked at TripAdvisor and it says one of the number one we thing are, to do in Cannon Falls. We used to be closer to Cannon Falls. We are closer to Cannon Falls and we will be closer. To, we, we covered it. We covered it, Russell. We've got it. Hey, Rob, that, um, that take by you that you grew up closer to it than us 
is rolling misinformation. Oh, I don't think I also don't it. think the studio was in Cannon Falls proper. I think it's south, which would put it closer to Rochester. And I live on the northern part of town of Rochester, so I'd be pretty close. And it's so it's something to think about. If you're going to the city center of Rochester, forget about it. That's adding at least thirty miles. Now here's the thing. Okay. Thirty miles. Next up. All right. This this is a the album. Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? It's a little, just a little little salt on the back of Rob's throat oh, yeah, there. Just a little, just a little salt. <laughs> I can hear it back no, there. You guys know that when Nirvana was like, "Hey guys, let's go get some food," they were coming down to Fazoli's in Rochester. Okay, they're not going up for that A and W or whatever that is up in Rosemont. Like, forget about it. This is you know where they're going. Rochester's the hub. I think they were going to Old Chicago. No. On- 42 and uh, Nirvana Cedar. is not eating in old Chicago. No way. Although they did House of Coats. Sham- Shamrocks, downtown, downtown Kelts. Rosemont, Kelts? maybe. Celts. One of them's gone, Russell. I think I think Celts. I'm a little is suspicious because one of the songs on the albums is just called Juicy Lucy. So that does make me think that they were up in Minneapolis. Not down in Rochester, where of course we had the famous Big Mac. All right, so. Let's do this. All right, let's do this part of the show. That's going to be short, and here we go. (laughs) Next up, we have a reggae album. And it really is, I mean, if originally, do you know what the title originally was? I have to think (laughs) about baseball. And then Jimmy Cliff said, no, I'm going to change it to The Harder They Come. You're not a count numbers guy, Rob? I think about <laughs> trash. Two, Derek Jeter. Three, Babe Ruth. Four, Joe DiMaggio. Five, Luke Gehrig. That type of thing. You don't do that, Rob? Oh. Six, Tony Oliva. Seven, Greg Gagney. Eight, Gary Guy. Nine, Gene Larkin. Ten, Tom Kelly. Eleven, Chuck Nobel. I think about famous celebrities who have passed away in a plane crash. Roberto Clemente. Jim Croce. Payne Stewart. Oh, Rob, when I, when I when I when I can't keep thinking of the numbers, that's when it. Unfortunately, yeah. I have a French dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to say goodbye. This is the hardest part of the show when I don't remember a single thing we talked about, except how Cannon Falls is not closer to Rochester. <laughs> Furious. Ding. The worst is that Richfield was closer. You would have never yeah, got so good. Bad. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> In my head, Rochester is like right next to Cannon Falls, but I realize I might be thinking about Pine Island. 